Hey y'all, I am so glad you're here. We've come to the end. This is our last episode for this season. And usually at the end of every episode, I thank the smallest of people for making this podcast possible. But really, I don't think there would be a show if we didn't have listeners. Like, what's the point, right? Like, why am I just sitting here talking if nobody's listening to me? So thank you guys for listening and for coming on this journey with us and for really championing us. I cannot believe the love and support that we've gotten already. So again, thank you guys so much. And if you'd like to keep up with us in the off season, just follow us on Instagram at clearminds.fullheartspodcast. I hope you enjoy this last episode. When I think of why athletes play sports and how they choose their sport, I'm convinced most people play out of a deep love and connection to that sport. The sport means something to them and it does something for them. I came to the conclusion like, you know, basketball really puts me at ease. You know, basketball was like my therapy, like my personal therapy. Like I would, if if I was feeling any type of way, I'd go to the gym. This is Julian, a man very near and dear to my heart. We met about four years ago on the basketball court, and I would say the sport is his first love. I'm sure he would say the same. He started watching and playing when he was a kid and really has been captivated ever since. So what inspired me really was um, seeing uh, just the guys in the NBA, like at that time when I started picking up basketball. So, like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, AI, like just seeing those guys, seeing that, you know, just the swag that those players had, like the confidence, like just, I don't know, it was just like a, like a, I was like stargazed when I would watch them. And um, that's something like I wanted to be, like, you know, as a kid, that's, that's like everybody that played ball, that's really their dream, like, you know, playing the NBA, but that, just in general just made me want to just keep playing basketball keep getting better everybody you see Kobe hit game winners LeBron hit game winners so when you working on your game you in the gym shooting shooting shots working on your handle working on everything when you're in a game situation and you actually do hit a buzzer beater it's like yo like I like people don't really think about it but it's like yo I did what the the pros do you know so it's like it's it's, it's kind of like a small thing, but like you can see, like it's I don't know, like to me, it's it's wonderful seeing like how far you came and seeing like where one thing was your struggle. You had a like you had a weak left hand, and over time you worked on it, and now you can dribble with either or hand. So I think like to me, that's like one of the best things like to see like as developing as a basketball player. That's one of the best things to like witness. As a kid, Julian paid a lot of attention to becoming a better player. He paid attention to developing his technical skills and even to how his environment influenced those skills. I got a a good mixture of, you know, playing in the city, like, you know, with all the other uh, city kids and playing, like, outside of, like, my, like, our environment, really. Uh, I think that was one of the things that helped me, like, you know, to 
be able to adapt like wherever I'm playing at. Like whether if in middle school I'm playing in the league that's in like Radnor PA, I know how to adapt. I know how, you know, things are there. Or if I'm in high school playing at Boys Latin and I'm, you know, in the city, I know how to, you know, I know how to adjust. So a lot of the leagues that I played in, like in the city, were always, you know, in inner cities, like, you know, the poor areas. But there's a lot of talent in those areas. And this, you know, people don't really see that. So it kind of gets knocked, you know, because it's, you know, dirty, like our gyms, we don't have the newest equipment or whatever. But it's the same, like, same talent you would find in. A nicer neighborhood, you will find it. You can find that in, you know, the hood or whatever, you know. So um, playing, like, at Boys Latin in that environment is very aggressive. Everybody's, you know, hype, got energy. Everybody, a lot of people in the crowd think they coaches. You know, everybody's telling you what to do when you got the ball. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's the atmosphere is real different. It's like you got to be prepared for it, like, you know. Um, and... If I'm playing somewhere like in Radnor, like a lot of leagues I played in in Penn Valley or places like that, it's really, you know, calm, quiet. A lot of people are, you know, relaxed. Um, real easy. Like, to me, it's real easy to play in. Like, you know, I had a lot more uh, focus. I prefer both. I like, I like either one. Playing basketball in Philly is literally a way of life. Not everybody plays, but most people do. There are over 400 courts in the city, and it feels like there's always somebody playing. So here Julian is being raised in a city that's nurturing his passion and enhancing his development as a player. From high school, it would only be fitting that he went to college and kept playing, and that's just what he did. He took his talents to Penn State Abington. And like most freshman collegiate athletes, Julian was just out here. Man, I was listen. I was living my best life. How they say I was, I was, I was out here. I was out here. You know, people, people definitely knew me. So the setup was crazy though, cause I was playing ball, and it was like I wasn't just somebody that was like you know. Sometimes we got like late walk-ons or like they held a tryout, so like anybody else that you know didn't get a look, they could try out, try to make the team. No, I was like somebody the coach targeted, talked about, so. Boom, I'm already buzzing in school because of that. People already know me. Then I stayed at, I had my own uh, place. I had an apartment up in the uh, student housing. So it was called College Station. So, boom, everybody I've been there. Boom, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. So, like, I got it so perfect. Like, it can't get no better than this. So it would be like, you know, parties and stuff that they have in College Station. And I'd be there. I, I wouldn't show up to all of them, but... I would, like, the ones I'd be at, like, it was, you know what I mean, they be popping, so, I don't know, I just, I got, like, it wasn't even just, like, you know, attention, it was just, like, real love, like, I, there's people that I went to Abington with, I'm still cool with to this day, like, and it was the same, you know what I mean, like, it was the same, same love, so, like, it was just, like, real genuine love up there, so, it just happened to be a lot of people. I wouldn't go to class, or, like, you know, I would skip a class, because, I'm like, man, I don't, I, ain't, I don't need to be there today. Not be in the calf, and we just walk around campus or walk through the calf, like you know, dead people up, people talking to us. Like it was like I don't, like I don't know. Like for me, I looked at it as like, okay, 
everything everything you've been working for everything you know like you've been like these are the benefits like you know what i mean kind of in a way so and people knew like oh they not just hype like oh no he not just a hyped up freshman like he ain't no the scrub like like he good like everybody like on you know on campus like see me play and see me you know what if it was you know we just running wreck or if they actually came to the game during the season so it was I don't know. It was, I, I loved it. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't know. It was just like real love, and I could tell. You know the people that was just like the fans, and then it was like real like genuine like relationships that I had there, and that's really I don't know. It was just like the warmest the warmest feeling, you know. And I guess I let it get to my head, or you know, I got I got a little too excited, but Def got lazy in the process. And you know, I paid the I paid the consequences, but I loved it. To me, I was the man on campus. That's really how. It was. <laughs> like I was having such a good time, and I'm like, I wasn't even looking at like, like I'm I'm going downhill at the. Why I feel like I'm up top. I'm crashing down, burning. When he got to Abington, Julian just got a little bit distracted. He still loved basketball and wanted to get better. But because of all of the things going on socially, he was having a rough time on the court and academically. My coach, he was, he was you know, real, real nice to me. Always, you know, pushed me to work harder. He would, like, pull me in his office at times, you know, just tell me, you know, what he sees in my game that's getting better, what's, what needs work, stuff like that. He was a real good dude. Um, always looked out for me. Um... And my role on the team, so I was an incoming freshman, but I was better than all the other freshmen. So my role was, in my head, six men. If not, I'm starting, because there was a lot of returning seniors and juniors or whatever. So uh, <laughs> the season comes around. It's like end of October, we had a few scrimmages, then we got the season. So first like six games I was like seventh eighth man coming off the bench and I ain't I, I didn't want to go to my coach like yo like what happened like you told me I was gonna be this I was gonna be that because um because that's what he told me when he was you know recruiting me and stuff so I'm you know I'm really listening to him getting ready for that and uh it was I think the reality of it was I had to like you know, sit back and just really, like, be part of the team more, you know. Like, I was so focused on, you know, having a big uh, freshman year. So, you know, my whole thing was I was trying to get better and better and better. So I need to be big here. So then that set me up for next year and then the year after that. And so I was so focused on, you know, what I was going to do, like what I was going to produce, like, offensively for my freshman year. And that really wasn't the case like that was not what my coach had in mind he wanted me to you know be a role player and uh you know just be like a energy type guy you know just he wanted me to do a lot more little things and not be so focused on uh the offensive things so that was something that really you know I struggled with for a good part of the season and it caused me to um you know stray away from like the team goals and what we really had set for us to accomplish i guess over time his whole thing was he was big on team he didn't really like 
he didn't have a you know a favorite player or like a you know a guy he always went to. He his thing was who's gonna work the hardest. You know who's gonna I don't care what you did in high school. He would always say that. Like we had guys come from uh, like JUCOs, junior colleges, and he would say I don't care what you did in JUCO. I don't care what you did in high school. And he would say like little things. He like he was like I don't care if you scored thirty six points in a high school game. Like whole time he was at that game when I scored like a certain you know what I'm saying so. <laughs> He would like he he would do little things like that, but he was it, it was sending a message. So he would say, you know, his thing was, you gotta be able to show up and work every day. So after the first semester and the second semester, I left Penn State and went to community college. So I went to uh, CCP. And I didn't play basketball there. Um, I was, I really just went there with the mindset of trying to get my GPA up because I had failed two classes at Penn State. So one in the first semester, one in the second. So I was on academic probation. So I was trying to, uh, you know, just get myself out the hole basically. So um, I did a year at CCP and my grades were good. First semester, I finished with uh, all A's, so my GPA was up there. And then second semester, I finished with all A's and C. After that year, I thought I was going to be lifted off of probation, academic probation, because I did good for the year. So um, I got a letter in the mail. No, I got an email um, from CCP, the board or whatever. And they said that I was still on academic probation. So. I, I, w I was just lost. I'm like, what, what was that whole year just for, basically? Like, so, like, I didn't play basketball because I'm like, I need to, you know, focus on this. So, I felt like, you know, in my opinion, I wasted a year. Um, but after that uh, year at CCP, I, uh, I stepped away from school. I just wanted to um, work full-time and make some money. Basketball was just like, like my everything. So when I when I left school for the second time and just worked full time, I was I was like I I didn't really know what to do honestly because basketball was like it was the foundation, but I didn't let you know basketball like take over every like basketball like made everything balanced for me like in a way so. When I wasn't playing basketball, I was just like, just doing whatever, like just doing whatever, you know, made me feel like trying to, trying to get that same, like, I guess like joy that basketball would give me. Julian stopped playing basketball to focus on bringing his GPA up. He sacrificed time away from the sport with the hopes of coming back, wanting to successfully balance both school and play. So Julian took time away from both. He stayed in Philly and started working full-time. For those of you that have never been to Philly, it's an interesting place. It's very much its own person. It has its own character and its own identity. Things have happened to Philly that have shaped how it is today, and that then influences the shaping of those people living in it. One, I read this statistic on Philadelphia that Philadelphia is is something I didn't know. Like I found this out probably like a year ago. They said Philadelphia is 
been the poorest city in America for like the last three, four years. So with that, being in Philadelphia and for someone like myself, you know, trying to stay out the way, trying to do good, trying to, you know, make something of himself. It's, it. Every day is like a, a, a struggle, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a battle when like you don't even want it to be like when you, you're not even asking for no you know what i mean you just you just doing your thing i mean it's it's rough you know we looked at a certain way by not even just you know white people but other black people so if i'm walking in the streets you know not not doing nothing crazy just you know going somewhere like i'm going to a friend house or i'm about to go to the gym out of my business an older lady, older black lady, she could see me and think, oh, I'm one of them guys that be on the corner. Like, I'm I'm one of them, you know, troublemakers or whatever. And, you know, they'll do little things like, you know, like, I mean, I don't really want to, you know, get into it, but it's, I'm not liked or I'm, I'm at a disadvantage because of, like, my skin color or, like, what my address say on my mail. It's like... Is beyond me, honestly. Like it make me, I don't know. It just it just leaves speechless. A a lot of it is just it it really just uh like fear. You know what I mean? It's really I feel like it's what's uh what's purposely placed. You know, people want you to think like these guys are the bad guys. Like if if you around them, you know, clutch your purse a little tighter. You know, make sure you lock your car doors whenever they walking past. Or it's like I I like. I know, you know, it's a lot of, you know, it's it's some people out here that be up to no good, you know, but like that's, we can admit that, but that's the way I view it. You can't really, I can't really blame them. I can't, you can't blame somebody for acting a certain way if that's all they know or if that's all they were ever exposed to, if that's all they was ever taught. During his hiatus from school and basketball, Julian got to see a lot of things and started thinking. A lot of cycles and situations that uh, black men go through is because of undealt with uh, trauma, uh, undealt with, you know, mental issues that, you know, things that just haven't been addressed. It's so much undealt with uh, trauma that goes on in the households and somebody's family. Uh, the environment they in, the people that's just put in their lives, like uncles, aunts, friends, cousins, uh, things that they, you know, see growing up or even, you know, as, you know, young adults or even as adults, it's, uh, it's not, it's not talked about. And I feel like in, uh, among black people, it's looked at as like, you know, if you bring up a mental health issue or anything pertaining to mental health, it's, looked at it as like, oh, come on, we don't need all that. Like, just push through it or, you know, like, forget about it. Or it's not like, that's not something that, you know, I feel like nobody in the community wants to touch on. Like, it's not even like, it's just like, no, like, we ain't, we ain't dealing with it. Me personally, I want to, you know, do something to make it, make it, you know, known. Like, I want to, you know one day have my own like platform and really just be able to 
let people know like mental health ain't no joke especially in the black community like you know it's a lot of it's a lot of things that you know need to be dealt with and you know i think that's the hard part like people don't really want to have them tough conversations we got to take care of ourselves and a lot of people don't know why they do the things they do or why they this way it is everything is mental when living in a city like philadelphia you have to find ways to keep your mind healthy for julian it was playing basketball it was his therapy and when he took a break from playing he needed to find something that would be just as therapeutic actually you know believe it or not i've been starting to do a lot of yoga <laughs> well i mean it ain't like the advanced yoga you know like the you know all the crazy you know what i mean but i've been doing a lot of stretching you know i got my little yoga mat and you know every morning when i wake up i stretch um you know, I don't really know the names of the stretch. I just know, you know, I maybe feeling good. Get me, get me loose. But I, no, like, I, you know, I stretch for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, sometimes. Um, and then before I go to bed too, before I go to bed, I try to stretch for like, you know, 20 minutes. Um, but while I'm stretching, I just, that's just, you know, I, I keep it quiet in the room. Um, I don't really have a lot of light on. I keep like a dim light on and, I just, uh, I just, I don't think, I just like, you know, I just like breathe, focus on my breathing. So um, every time I breathe in and I breathe out, I got, you know, I find the rhythm with my heartbeat and, you know, how long my breath is and how long I hold it in and how long I exhale. And um, for me, that just like, at that point, everything in my body is like, you know, I'm I'm relaxed. And even, you know, I'm only stretching for like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, but for 30, 20, 30 minutes every day, you know, it, it kind of, you know, you, you feel yourself getting, I feel like lighter a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just, you know, really my time to, you know, just relax, just, you know, zone out. Um, in the morning, you know, it helped me, you know, get my day started. Uh, at night, it helps with the sleep. I've really just been doing things, you know, that just, you know, calm me down in a way. I feel like my mind is always racing. And, you know, when I find something that, you know, puts me at, you know, peace where, you know, I'm, I don't feel nervous. I don't feel anxious. I'm not, you know, my hands ain't sweating. Like something that, you know, keeps me still, then... It's, it becomes therapeutic and I, you know, try to make it, you know, uh, an everyday thing. I'm so proud of the man Julian is and who he's growing into. He's playing ball again and looking to play again in college. The time he took off wasn't intentional, but it was so good for him. Sometimes life just happens. And the best we can all do is trust the process and grow from it. I'm Ayo Akindumila, and this was Clear Minds, Full Hearts. See you guys next season.